When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Elevation Church. They they refer to their uh, they refer to their pastor as the visionary. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. How oh do yeah, they not, there's a there's a huge cult know? of personality. There's a huge cult of personality around mega In church Protestantism? pastors. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's nuts. And it's funny because they all like are Protestant. Yeah. It's, Wait, it's, what are you gonna say? It's funny because they all basically have a pope. They just don't realize it. They don't realize they have a pope. Yeah. But also their pope has well, no authority, you know? Yeah. You make a great point. What the hell are they <laughs> mad at us for? <laughs> I'm gonna march down to the local yeah, megachurch and say I want you to I want you to tell me what the difference is between Pope Francis and Andy Stanley. And I'll tell you the difference. Pope Francis has a direct connection to St. Peter, and Andy Stanley is from Atlanta. The difference is that Andy Stanley doesn't speak Italian. It's always been the difference. It's never not been the difference. You got to get out of that church now. No, but I've said this for years. There's no difference between your pastor and the Pope in terms of functionality, right? right? Like. You're like, yeah. oh, we listen to God. We don't listen to man. It's like, well, yeah, you do. You go to a church. Well, then, and you, you listen go to a to church. Man. You listen to the dude. You listen yeah, to you the listen guy. Yeah, you listen to the dude. We listen to more of God than you do because we read from four books of the Bible and then he talks for like three minutes and we don't even listen to him. And if he talks for longer than three minutes, we go, ah, this guy. Ah, this guy. Get Shut up, boo. Hey, what are you doing? Welcome to the Crunch. It is your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick. What a week it's been, huh? It's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> it really has. I think we say that, but it's like that's literally that was song predicted podcasts of like I mean, it's been it's been one week since you looked at me. We recorded a week ago. Yeah, and here we are this week. I think looking at each other. That song is not. We don't always say that every week. There have been a couple of weeks this past quarantine where we've been like nothing has happened yeah and i'm sad about that (laughs) everything has happened in the past week i can i tell can i tell you i don't want to take over i don't want to come and do the conversation i feel like a lot of times i steamroll you i don't want to do that that's fine i I steamroll too i've i have been and have steamrolled hey listen i forgive you thank you and i love you i'm glad you're my i'm glad you're my friend and my brother yeah oh this is a healing moment Thank you. All right, now shut up so I can talk. Um, <laughs> now that's real brotherhood right there. Shut up so I can talk. Uh, Nick's first so, full sentence, I've said this on the podcast before, Nick's full sentence was Patrick, stop talking. His first full sentence as a baby was Patrick, stop talking. He was trying to learn how to speak English, and he just he couldn't because I was he, just stepping spoke, on his lines. He spoke the best words that you can speak in the English language. <laughs> he spoke the words that... People have been saying to me forever. A veritable uh, exemplar of the English <laughs> language. Okay, so this week was 
fascinating and I don't mm-hmm. think I'm ever going to have another week like it in my life, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I guess all weeks I will have no other weeks like them That's because fair. they're all, they're all different, but this one, especially so because so normally during the summer I, I leave for five weeks and I tell Patrick, try to do the podcast without me for five weeks yeah. because I'm going to be at training. Uh, it is a, a blessing in some ways that I don't have to be, gone and i kind of get to be around and we keep to get to keep podcasting um but it also kind of presents a unique set of challenges so we're doing focus is doing training online Mm -hmm. um which is good but it's 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 kind of tough because they're they're chopping chop chopping chopping it up a little bit to do kind of some initial formation kind of this first week and then doing some fundraising training next week and then they're sending out everybody to do fundraising in the, for the rest of June and half of July instead of doing all of the training in June and then all of the fundraising in July. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through July, I they're all of my teammates are going to move to my campus and I'm going to kind of help facilitate the rest of the formation that they would have gotten otherwise, which means that I get to teach them whatever I want and it will be just <laughs> like I am Andy Stanley. We finally get to do oh Andy Stanley. <laughs> Well, it's like we, we finally get to do we got we finally get to do the uh, focus financial literacy talk. You can fly me out to to Tulsa. Exactly. Else. No, that would be fine. I could expense that. Um, be a business expense. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that's kind of what's been going on. So this past week was the first week of like the a lot of the broad strokes, you know, of mm. vision for what it means to be a missionary. Talking about discipleship. Talking about. Um, human formation, what it means to have virtue, what grace is, how, what the different heresies are as it pertains to virtue and grace. Like a lot of <laughs> things that are just about like how to be a good human being. Yeah. Um, and yeah, stuff that's very foundational, we've, which we've talked about on the podcast before. You can go back to like episode 90 something. That's like Ethan Stevie, the redactions or something. And I talk all about uh, human formation because I got my, I got my ish rocked that summer. <laughs> and so instead of living by myself in Tulsa, Oklahoma and watching class on a screen for four hours and doing group calls uh, for four hours on my own, myself, my teammate Alexander, good friend of the podcast, Patrick Tolls. Oh, man, I could talk a lot about Patrick Tolls this week. This man, he's incredible. He wanted to be on I the pod. but he, to Patrick Tolls a lot. I, you talked to him today. It's Pat. He said, if you die, I'll just take over the podcast and it'll be Pat and Pat. Or if Patrick dies, I could take over the podcast and it'll just still be Ethan and Nothing Patrick. Nothing has changed. <laughs> Nothing has changed. I said, I only, great, I only have to change the iTunes thing. Wonderful. So <laughs> we hung out all week. Myself, Alexander, Patrick, the OSU missionaries, that's Oklahoma State. We, went, we all went to Stillwater, right? Stillwater, Oklahoma. Some missionaries from Florida came in, like a lot of graduates from Oklahoma State University. Some of the OU missionaries from Norman came in. And so there are about 20 of us that lived there all week long, and there was this deacon. This is the only time in my life that I've thought that permanent deacons were a good idea. That's a joke. You don't please, <laughs> please don't take me to court for that. Um, but there's this deacon who had this cabin that he just let us – he's letting us use for two weeks. He, like, normally uses it for retreats and stuff. He's like, yeah, you missionaries just stay there for two weeks, and you can have it. And so we took it, and – like 10 guys lived there and there were about 10 other people scattered throughout the city. And we just were together every single day talking about the classes, doing what training normally is mm-hmm. staying up late, you know, drinking. We didn't smoke any cigarettes. 
not that I smoked cigarettes in the past. Yeah, but I was like, what? That's like a that's like a staple of NST uh, in Florida, at least. So we would sit out on the breezeway and blast cigs until. <laughs> can we smoke a cigarette at your wedding? I think that'd be kind of fun. You can smoke a cigar at my wedding. Cigarettes I would, are bad for you. Cigarettes are bad for you, but. Don't you kind of want to? Cigarettes are engineered don't you, to be more don't addictive. You, don't the, you want to? Nicotine is increased, and it's not. It's not classy. Don't you want to cap off your bachelorhood with by blasting a cig with the boys in the parking I've lot? I've never wanted to smoke a cigarette in my life. What about with me right now no, on this I podcast? I don't want to do that. Can't smoke right, in my fine, apartment. Fine, first of fine, all. fine, 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 yeah. fine, fine. We can't promote we'll t- smoking t- cigarettes on this podcast. We'll t- we'll talk about this off air, but. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm saying, air is, that we won't be able to breathe because our lungs will be black and. Shit. All right, all right. We, everybody gets your point, okay? You went to the classes <laughs> in sixth grade, okay? <laughs> no, I just know what happened in the 1980s. That's it. <laughs> so, I played my first full game of golf. I think I hit about a 160. Is that? That's bad. That's uh, bad. Uh, a, a a a less than average player will probably hit a 100. Okay. What's par? Is that par? What's par? par? I think I doubled. I more than doubled par. That's a bogey. That no. <laughs> no, no, no. Full house. Yeah? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I played my first full game of golf. I I went to a lot of classes, went to a lot of meetings, stayed up late, got up early, did a lot of stuff, and it was just so jam-packed and it's so it's crazy because because of the coronavirus right there's no other way that like that specific set of missionaries would all be in the same town at that Mm -hmm. time for that like in that way hanging out together like a lot of those people would be going to a different training instead of the one down in florida if we were to have it and so it's crazy because right now i'm freaking exhausted but i'm glad to be here with you obviously but I'm like looking back at the week and I feel like I packed in probably three weeks worth of conversations and things. And it's like right now, obviously I'm drawing a blank. It's hard to say like, these are all the things that we talked about, but um, yeah, it was a really good week and I'm really thankful. And so I don't that's know, good. I don't know what the point of that was, but I just want to share that with you because that's why I haven't been uh, very good about scheduling or planning. This that's podcast. absolutely fine. Yeah. I understand. We, that's the, the dream. Being able to just hang out in a cabin for two yes. weeks and where was it? Was it on a lake? You told me it was on a lake. It was not on a lake. It was near a tree. Okay. And so uh, <laughs> trees are also nature. Died. <laughs> I did. There was a nice family, like some donors to the Newman Center at OSU who have this nice pool. Mm-hmm. When I say nice pool, I mean it was a nice pool. They had about a 30-foot cliff into like probably a 20 foot deep pool and I didn't do a backflip. Alexander did a backflip, but I did jump off of it and I did backflips off of the smaller ledges. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like being in Disney world. It was amazing. It was just, <laughs> and it was just like this weird pool party. Where they're like, yeah, all the missionaries come on over hang out. Yeah. And I was like, what, what is this? What's happening in my life right now? But yeah, it was kind of in the middle of the woods and at first when we pulled up, we were like, oh, man, it's like Blair Witch Project. But then we saw this giant statue of Mary in front of the house. We were like, oh, yeah, we're, oh, we're, we're good. good. We're, we're chill. We're, we're chill. set. We're set. Yeah. yeah when, I, when, I was, when we were in Hawaii, we were like – we weren't in a cabin, but it felt like a cabin because 
the windows were always open. There was no AC in the in the house. Oh no! But like you, you didn't notice because everything was so breezy and like the ocean was so close that like you. Didn't was it easy? What? Was it beautiful? Cover girl. <laughs> it was, and I was like, I just, I was like, man, why? I was sitting on, I was sitting on the balcony, and I was thinking about how much everything around me costs. <laughs> And I was like, I hate the fact that this is so expensive because what I'm enjoying here is not the the house or like the amenities. I'm not like enjoying the kitchen or like the granite countertops. You know, what I'm enjoying is the nature around me. But in order to have a view like that, it drives property so high. And I was like, I hate that nature has become commoditized, you know, and that not everyone gets to experience this because they're packed into like cheaper areas of the country and they can't like see beautiful things like rolling cliffs next to the seaside you know you have to spend so much money to even look at that stuff in real life back in the day you used to be able to just walk to nature to used to be, would... be able to walk <laughs> to hawaii <laughs> it's funny that you're like oh man they really commoditized hawaii it's like it's not like they were that many people going to yeah, hawaii there wasn't it wasn't you like <laughs> Wasn't oh, the pil- the pilgrims! They used to go. They used to travel and <laughs> go to Hawaii. The pioneers sit- used to drive for miles on these things. <laughs> they would sit. They would go. They would make it to. Oh, they would leave on the Oregon Trail, and they would say, "Oh man, it looks like we took the Oahu Trail on accident." Oh on no! Accident. <laughs> man, Hawaii is great though. How's your How's your week been? Oh, my week. Well, I'm back. In, yeah, you've I'm been back good? in Pittsburgh. Good. I'm back in Pittsburgh. Um, was I- it sad to leave your fiance? Yeah, it was, but like it, we have to go back to work on 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 Monday, and I'm really excited to like see Father Anthony again. I'm really excited to see all my kids again. Who? Um, PA is opening back up. Did you spill something? I said who? When oh. you said Father Anthony. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see all my students again. Um, PA is opening back up. Lawrence County, where our parish is, is like wide open. It's we had like 74 cases total in that in that county. No one leaves because um, you have to pay tolls to leave. Um, so, uh, yeah. And I'm really, I'm really excited to get back to work. It was sad to leave, but I, w- I was a little afraid to fly home. Um, but there was no one in the airports. Like, I'm not, I'm not surprised. It was actually, I feel like, and, and everything was being wiped down. Like there was no one in the airports and everything was being wiped down. Like right after every flight left, someone came and like wiped down all the seats. And as we were getting on the plane, it smelled like alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. Um, yeah, usually when you get on a plane, you don't want it to smell like alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> especially wafting from the pilot's From the uh, pilot's cabin. Suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then and uh, there was like no one in the airports. I feel like it was safer to be there than like at a grocery store, you know. So I, I'm not I'm not too worried about catching the Rona from my flight back. And also, I flew standby, so my flight back to Pittsburgh cost about as much as an Uber from the airport to my house. So that's amazing. Good yeah, job. It was, it was great. <laughs> That's so. That's such a power move to fly standby when you know that there's nobody flying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it was so great. You're like, I know I'm gonna get on this plane, but I did get back and I remembered that I forgot some things in my fridge. So I came home to some uh, some science experiments. Oh, Patrick. My, did you know that potatoes grow after you buy them? Yeah, they're <laughs> they're plants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew that, uh, and I know that now. Did but you it was fine, did you it. did you know that 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 yams? have have legs after you leave them for a while <laughs> they're like know. they're trying to run back to the mothership i was trying um, to think of something all right 
I love um, the implication that yams are aliens. <laughs> well, they're That's so, pretty so, good. They're, they're so good, they're out of this world. Oh, man. All right. That's, that's the end of the podcast, ladies and And now gentlemen. it's time for an ad break. <laughs> Why can't that be the ad break? <laughs> what if I what if I don't make that the ad break and I put That'd it in That would be so else? uncomfortable. <laughs> then, you, then you would just sound dumb. <laughs> I, I'm saying that because I need water and whiskey, but not at the same time. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, let's podcast. I I thought we were. (laughs) Oh, crap. I'm sorry. I blacked out there for a second. The water Uh, hit me really hard. You just got water. (laughs) <laughs> completely okay what are we doing so. where are we at what part of the podcast what part of the we, cast? Were, we were at the beginning you completely oh, threw off my oh, flow gosh. really yeah oh what do what what is a man to do now huh is your flow back you no flow nays what <laughs> hot take time machine <laughs> Welcome to the Hot Take Time Machine. Hopefully, I hope that was a transition. The Hot Take Time Machine is the part of the show where we take a look back at the prime of our social media posting lives. If you have a hot take, five years or older, um, send it to us. Info at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan, do you have a hot take for us? Barely. It's from June 25th, 2015. From Apple Apostle, defunct Twitter account. You can't get to it. I hid it from the internet. I hid it in the DARPA net. Um, It says, I bet the people who have those bumper magnets of dinosaurs eating the Jesus fish are super fun at parties. (laughs) I bet who, you know, you want to know who's really fun at parties? Ethan, it's you. You're the guy that's really fun at parties. I unironically like that. I unironically like that tweet. You like that? I I do. I think... (laughs) I yeah, I was telling you about this. I read Ready Player One recently. And yes, that's the exact... This is the, the Venn diagram of people who have a dinosaur magnet on the back of their car eating the Jesus fish and the people who love Ready Player One is a circle, baby. It's like, here's here's the here's the story, right? And like, here's... All about the, how? Here's the, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to make this a joke, but like, how necessary was it to make the main character like here are all of the character traits that the character had and i here see the- uh, you're drawing a circle i'm drawing a circle like this uh, imagine a circle and like it's an the audio circle, podcast it's a it's a venn diagram okay and it's character traits that the main character needed and then there's a, another circle that w- the character character traits the character didn't need for the book and then like he had sorry i'm sorry i messed it up 
here are the traits that he had, and here are the traits that he didn't need. And then there's a little tiny sliver of character traits where he was just a, a just a jerk atheist. He didn't need to be. He didn't need to be like a like a woke brained r slash atheism guy, but he was. He didn't need. Do you remember that? No, I forgot <laughs> yeah, that he was atheist. No, he it was like there's like these random little like microaggressions towards religion like th- throughout the book. Give yeah, me an example. The, the first chapter, okay? I think my Kindle's right here. Yeah. Of the book? The first the first chapter of the book. I actually could probably pull it up very quickly. Um So he's like he's talking about if those of you don't know Ready Player One is about um, this kid who plays an MMORPG and gets really addicted to it, and then wins one one hundred and thirty-two billion dollars or whatever. He becomes he becomes Jeff Bezos. Shout it's a him. it's a gamer's uh, dream. Put, yeah, it's a <laughs> it hits both the, the gamer the gamer uh, uh, release valve and also the people who love the eighties release valve. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first chapter. I, I flipped I flipped three pages. And he goes, I wish someone... He's talking about how he taught himself everything he's ever learned on this uh, massive yes. internet. Mm. And he goes, I wish someone had told me the truth right up front as soon as I was old enough to understand it. I wish someone had just said, here's the deal. You're a human being. It's a really smart animal. Like every other animal on this planet. We're descended from a single cell, blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, anyways, like, you know, every, remember every story you've ever heard about how we're all created by some guy named God who lives in the sky? Total BS. The whole God thing is an ancient fairy tale that people made up telling one another for a thousand years, like Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. This book was written in 2011. If I hear Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny again, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. If you don't understand the difference, if you don't understand the difference between a dude in a red suit and an all-powerful unmoved mover, I can't help you. I can't help you. If you don't understand there's a difference between those two things, I can't help you understand that there is one. I'm just so... <laughs> like, in these my are mind, two different things. <laughs> in my mind, you were not comparing and contrasting Santa Claus and God. You were comparing and contrasting Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. So I just had this image <laughs> in my mind of this giant bunny. This giant lording over the universe it's that picture of it's that picture of christ holding the earth in his hands but instead it's a it's it's a a kid in a bunny suit (laughs) a giant bunny with a little bow tie and a top hat made of oh my gosh (laughs) if you don't know the difference between santa claus and the unmoved mover (laughs) if you don't know the difference between santa claus and the the absolute unit that is the easter bunny anyway yeah but that, that and and that's that's just the first part that was like i just rolled my eyes right and like that goes on for another like ten, like another five pages, and I'm like, D- what? What axe does this guy have to grind? And then, <laughs> the end. Spoiler alert: the ending of the book. Um, they get to like the third gate of the secret thing, and it has charity, uh, hope, and faith written across it. Um, and I was like, oh, is this weirdly gonna get like religious after a couple of seconds? And um, they mention, they briefly mention scripture and then they like write it off as some total BS. And they're like, oh, it's a reference to Schoolhouse Rock. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it's a reference to the Bible. What? Are you just going to play that off? It was strange. But there was a bunch of random like side looks to God. And it was like, it didn't, that didn't need to be in there. And he, and he talks yeah. about how it's he like read- when, it's like if I was someone says like, I am, it'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a reference to Avengers Age of Ultron. When Ultron <laughs> says, I am. <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else going nothing on else. under the surface. Not a reference to anything. 
Oh man, and and I watched I watched an episode of Rick and Morty today that had had a similar thing in it. It was like it was. Oh um, yeah, the the one with the train. Yeah, the, him and Jesus, and essentially they like they they show Jesus, and Jesus shows up, and I was like, "What is this Family Guy? Like, come on, you're better than this, Dan Harmon." Like, yeah, and and then they show Jesus walking with the equivalent of like Rick, and he's like, "So you're telling me that that my father is a is a." Is a, is a mesh between the Mesopotamian god Yah and the Babylonian god Wei. And I'm like, well, that's just not true, guy. That's yeah. just not possible. These I think can- it's... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry to finish your thought. The, these, these gods, Mesopotamia and, and uh, well, at least Babylon, existed after Abraham. Mesopotamia didn't, but Babylon did. So that's just not possible. Anyway. I think there's an age that you get. And maybe it's just when you start reading more, you start to see how the author puts his own philosophy into his characters. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that there are characters or his or her, like his or her favorite characters will, will kind of spout um, the thing that the author believes to be true. Yeah. And I'm, I've seen this in the positive and in the negative, like uh, Michael D. O'Brien, right. Who's the author of father Elijah and some amazing Catholic literature. Um, it, it's very, very good. But at some points it, it kind of takes me out of the story because I'm reading it and I'm just like, wow, this guy, just like believes like the truth of the Catholic church. And he just has this character in here that just does all the right things. And it's great yeah, to read. It's Ready great. Player to, one is exactly like that. It's great to read because it's all true. And like, I love, I mean, yeah, I mean, and you can tell when an author does that. Everybody should read father Elijah. And there's a, there's another book that I've been reading or a series that I've been reading called the Hyperion series. It's science fiction. I finished it a couple weeks ago and it's four books. I don't recommend it. I recommend the first book, and I think, <laughs> and then I think you should stop. Read Hyperion and don't read the rest of it. Um, but it, like it, it starts out with this amazing like six different kind of stories that all converge into one of like all these different people from across the galaxy coming to one planet to go to these these buildings that have been like they can tell that they're being sent backwards in time, you know. And so it's like, why are, why were all these people chosen? Like, why are they all going? So they're all sharing their different stories. And one of them is a Catholic priest from the Catholic church, 2000 years into the future. And one is a detective that meets an AI fused with like human DNA. And one is a, a soldier who fights, you know, um, this like demon, this time traveling demon. It's like, there's all these crazy things that happen. It's like super, super cool. By the time you get to the fourth book, there's this one character that's basically like has unlocked the power of the universe. And, She's a really attractive uh, 30-year-old woman or, like, 25-year-old woman. And she knows that the that love is an actual, like, power. It's like an actual force, like, like gravity. Like, love is like gravity. And it binds the universe together. And when you, like, tap the power of love, then you can enter into, like, the void. And, like, you can travel through space and time. And it's like... All right, Huey Lewis in the it, news. All yeah, right. it's like, all right, cool. That's, the power of That's like, really... And, like, she uses a lot of, like... And they kind of paint this compare and contrast, like because also in the story, the Catholic Church grows to be this super powerful intergalactic commerce slash military slash political powerhouse, and uh-huh. so they have they have this character like set up with all of the 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 Eastern religions, right? And that's kind of her base of operations with the Hindus and the the Buddhists mm-hmm. and all these things. And so it's like they paint all of those people as nice and kind and, and all of these things. And then the Catholic church is just this big overwhelming thing. And it's like, at the beginning it was this really cool sci-fi romp, but at the end it's like, wow, this guy was raised Catholic and hates the church, you and know? And like, Catholic church, yeah. and you can just like, 
like wow it's and then they talk about like they literally blast he literally blasphemes in the book which kind of pissed me off of like talking about how Jesus was one of the first people to enter into the void which binds and like he just unlocked the power of love and that's how he was able to you know come back from the dead or whatever. Was this book written in the 1970s? This book was written in the early aughts. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just uh, anyway we're kind of off topic at this point and now I'm just rambling but like I think you, you start to read these books you start to see like wow authors really do like authors are people too. And it's the really good authors that are the ones that like are able to share you what they believe tell. about something yeah. with without making one of the characters a mouthpiece for what they believe. And it's just like it's a weird thing when, that I I never thought I'd be able to pick that up before in my life. And now it's like I read enough to notice it. In a good story, the main character has flaws. Mm. You cut out. Wait, I'm still here. I'm still here. No, 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 you're good. Oh, you're you're uh. Your video is lagging, Ben. Okay. Great. Now, now you can't see me. Now, yeah, let's cut that out. Yeah, okay, cool. That was weird. You were, like, talking and also taking a drink at the same time, and I was like, oh, we got Jeff Dunham over here. Uh, <laughs> what a what a good reference for 2008. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled that out real, real quick. Um, yeah, remember the things that people thought were funny in 2008? Um, Listen, the recession was a hard time, and it affected us all differently. <laughs> we needed to make fun of terrorists and black people to make up for it. Okay, he was With technically puppets. purple, but <laughs> um, you can tell you can tell a, a book is bad when the when the main character doesn't have any flaws, and every and in Ready Player One, like literally everything the main character does is great and it's perfect, and he's like, oh, he's the underdog, but then he can also like later in the book he can pay for literally anything he wants. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's the same thing with with Rick and Morty. Like you can tell that that Dan Harmon made Rick to be like himself projected, and I'm like, if that's that's how he sees himself, like he Rick is like this, um, <clears throat> he's like all knowing and he's very cynical and like he knows more than everyone in the room and he's crude and he says whatever he wants, and also he's insanely depressed and an alcoholic. And I'm like, Dan Harmon, I feel bad for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need help. Um. Anyway. We did get off topic. I we did, but that's okay. I like talking about uh, literature. My my hot take will probably not bring us off on, on any tangents. Uh, on Please the an, do. on on the future. What's what's the what's the opposite of anniversary? Like the uh, like my what was my birthday before I was born? It was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was like? What do I call my anniversary? But. Uh, six years before it was my anniversary. The day that you were gonna be born on later, the birth, okay. the birth anniversary, the prenatal, no, the, the preversary. So the on my wedding pre, on my wedding preversary in 2014, um, on on the day I'm gonna get married, but in 2014, I tweeted this. So Phoebe, this has to happen. I tweeted naming my firstborn Theophilus. Wow, that's all I tweeted. Yep, yeah, I called that shot uh, on on twenty on, on July thirty first, twenty fourteen. I tweeted that I am naming my firstborn Theophilus. And after so that, after Theophilus London, the American Trinidadian rapper. Did you Google that? No, I just knew that. You did. You Googled that. I knew that he was a rapper. I just didn't. I didn't know that he was American and Trinidadian. I knew. I just knew that he existed. Sorry. Oh, okay. I. No, after the guy that Luke wrote the Bible to. 
<laughs> that Luke wrote the whole Bible to. That the gospel to. I'm sorry. I misspoke because I was Googling Theophilus. Um, Man, Theophilus is know. the name of or honorary title of the person to whom the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts of the Apostles are addressed. Um, Luke 1, 3, and then Acts 1, 1. Um, yes. Yes, I think... I think Luke is good. I actually like Luke a lot more now that I know that he wrote the whole Bible and not just <laughs> those two. That's your hot take. The Bible dude was actually like written by like one guy and his name was Luke. <laughs> that would be um, so underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> greatest. So you want to name do you actually do you actually have baby names picked out for the wedding for the marriage that you aren't in yet? Um no, I have one and that name that baby name is Theophilus. Really? Yeah. What do you think the best name for a baby is, Ethan? What do you think the best baby name is, Ethan? I'm saying, well, I just was maybe trying to subliminally suggest to you. Oh, it sounded like you were addressing name. a question to yourself or asking me to ask you that question. And so what I do you watched. think what do you think the best baby name is, Ethan? <laughs> um I'll I'll say that the Ethan is the best baby name if you can tell me what your name means without Googling it. It means firm or strong in Hebrew. Okay, cool. Then I will name my firstborn child Ethan. Really? I just negated my... No. <laughs> Did you really yes. not think that I don't know what my own dang name means? Uh, Maybe. I thought there was a chance. No, I, I, I'm on top of it. I'm on top of this. My name means nobleman. Hey, I got, a, I got an idea. What? How about you give us a little, little jingle? Oh, geez. Okay. Um. You have been watching Rick and Morty, huh? Oh, geez, Rick. <laughs> he doesn't say that in the new season. No, um, it's just a season one vocal tick to make his character seem funnier than he actually was. Ooh, ooh, that's what? a hot take. Oh, oh that's what just funny. happened? Oh, it's really funny. Okay. Uh, and to be fair, you have to have a pretty high IQ. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> do, the, do the jingle. Get, get. If you want to get crunchy with Ethan and Pat, then stay tuned to crunch on that. I think what we should do is have somebody send in a jingle. I Someone already did that and you shot it down. Also, I can only rhyme crunch on that with my own name no, I so mean, many times. I need, they, I need them to like instrumentalize it and like do all the harmonies and everything. Like, Don't just send me lyrics. Like, Make one. Get on it. Yeah, and get send on it, it in. Get on GarageBand and do something with your life. Listen, your fan art has been cute. Okay, <laughs> okay we've gotten like we've, one fan art. <laughs> we've gotten exactly three, and it's I appreciate it. But now I want some fan music. Okay, everyone, I want I want people to do cover songs of our podcast. I want people to do like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I want them to do a shot for shot remake of our first episode. Okay, did people do that for Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like the most famous fanfic fa- fan film ever made. Done, da da da, done. Yeah, someone did. There's a documentary on Netflix about the shot for shot remake of. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I I have a topic. If you don't have one, I don't have one. This is great. I'm excited. What's our great. topic? This is something that it, I was thinking of. Like, man, there's a lot of things that we talked about, and some things that we are not going to talk about yet on this podcast mm-hmm. because. Uh, it's internal focus material for the time being. Ooh, ooh secrets. 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 Not, not secrets as much as we want to make sure that we know what the heck we're talking about before we start just spouting Ethan, things Ethan, off. Ethan, tell yeah. me the topics, tell me tell me the secrets, and then I'll invest your money in focus, and then when their stock prices rise, I'll just give you the returns. When focus goes public, baby, you know where I'm going to be. 
I just described insider trading. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, so one of the things I'm pretty we sure that's about, what insider trading. Yeah. One of the things that we talked about, one of the things that is really uh, fascinating to me, and I don't know if you have lots of thoughts on this, and maybe this will be a dud of a topic, but um, that's okay. Great setup. Great setup. Sorry, 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 sorry. Keep it coming. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> is I think we really severely and overwhelmingly neglect the importance of sleep in life. Okay, yeah, go on. Yes, I agree. Okay. Why? Great. Well, this will be great because we both agree. Uh-huh. Um, so we were, we were talking like, I'm, I'm thinking about my week, right? Mm-hmm. The past several weeks have been really fruitful spiritually, okay? Mm-hmm. And I've been able to really focus in my holy hours. I've been able to really read a lot. I feel like I've not been kind of slipping into the laziness that maybe sometimes manifests itself during the year when you get kind of busy. Um, and then this past week, right? I just, I did describe this past week earlier in the podcast. It was crazy. It was busy. It was, I was, you know, going to bed at midnight, one in the morning, getting up at six thirty, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I found myself in a lot of situations that, uh, that I don't normally. So like, let's, let's take, for example, I went to go play golf. Okay. I'm not very good at golf, and I recognize that. And normally that doesn't really bother me because I like playing and I, I want to get better, you know? And so I'm willing to suck for a while if it means that I can get better later, you know? And that's just a part of doing things. Um, I hate that part of doing things. I know. It's it's really hard. And, like, sure, it's, it's 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 some part of it is understandable. It's like, okay, it's okay to be frustrated at yourself, like, when you're when you're not doing well. You know, like, that's, that's human, you know? Um, not a lot of sin there. But... I, I broke one of my clubs. <laughs> what? Uh, not like not like you know snapped it over the knee or anything. But yeah, I, that's not something you do organically. Did you hit it against a rock? Like I hit it against the ground and the head of the driver snapped off and flew. It went farther than the ball. That's the <laughs> that's the. If you're wondering if you've heard that before, it's the second time I've done that to a driver in my life. And so really? I was I was like pretty upset, and so I kind of like threw the shaft of the club, not like end over end like towards someone but I just kind of like threw it away from me because I was just so I was so angry that I broke the club because Mm -hmm. that not only did that mean that I broke a thing that I spent money on but it also meant that I uh was just really really bad like you have to be really really bad to do that and so I was like dang it and I was just I was so upset for the rest of it I was on like wait so you missed and broke the club I hit the ground with the club Oh, you weren't like you weren't like mad, and then you no, hit. I was trying to swing and hit a golf ball. Like it was, and I was trying to swung and hit the. Oh. When I was trying to drive the ball out of the tee box onto uh, yeah, the onto sucks. the fairway, I hit yeah. the ground instead of the ball. Even though I was keeping my eye on the ball and trying to keep my knees bent and use more shoulders than arms and also keep my left arm straight and not to swing the club too far back. Like there were so many things in my mind at that time. Yeah. There's a lot of things. It's really difficult. And so I, and I just Mm -hmm. messed up and I was so mad for the rest of the day. It was on like the 10th hole and I was there. We had eight more holes to go and I was like, this is so stupid. And then like later that day I was playing ping pong and I, I lost and I threw the paddle at the ground and it broke. Um, which was, I know it's like, like a lot of these things were coming up this week and I was like being kind of rude to people and yeah, it, it, none of those things in and of themselves, like if they happen in a one-off, I'd be like super concerned about, but like looking back, it's like, okay, what was different about this week? 
you know, what was different about this week versus all the past five weeks that have been super fruitful spiritually? I feel like I've been virtuous. I feel like I've, I've been finding new ways to love the Lord and love the people around me. It's all of a sudden like just taking a dive into the deep end of like lack of virtue, you know? And I think a lot of it has to do with my lack of sleep. Like actually, mm, yeah, because I think that there's something like there's like a study. There's an article. I have no idea where it is. I probably won't put it in the show notes. I don't remember what it was called at all. I could be I could be making this up for all you know, but I'm on a podcast. so You're going to listen to me <laughs> is that we when we when we lose out on sleep, let's say I sleep for five hours instead of eight. I can't make up those three hours with coffee or drugs or no, you can't anything. And you say that out loud and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But that's how we live is mm-hmm. we say like, well, I got if I got seven hours, it's like, OK, I need maybe one cup of coffee. If I got four hours, it's like oh, I need three cups of coffee, you know, and like we behave in a way that thinks that like we can just make up for the fact that we did something wrong with a drug Substances. with a yeah. substance. Yeah. Or, or doing some kind of thing like sticking my head in an ice bath or whatever. Hmm. And so and I think this is super detrimental to our spiritual yeah. spiritual lives in addition to just our human lives because and the I, way those things work and we don't is, talk about it it's is like what's happening when you junk, dunk your head in in a bucket of water is your amygdala is shooting signals that says hey we need to not worry about the sleep thing right now we need to worry about why we're so cold and the reason why coffee works is that it blocks the receptors in your brain that tell you you're tired. So you're still weak and tired. You're just not conscious of it as much. And you're still tired. You're just you're focused on something else at the moment. So, like, yeah, you need to sleep. I, I, I always thought of lack of sleep. And, like, this is a mindset that I've had to shift in from college. Like, lack of sleep is just a, is just a way – it's just a thing I have to cope with versus, like, when, when you lose sleep – you're you have to look at it like an injury when you don't when you don't sleep well it's like getting injured you can't just like get an extra hour later you have to like physically heal and it takes days you know and when you get older it's going to take a while to get rid of one when i was when i was in high school it was easy to do a lock-in you know yes yeah i sorry i just had a flood of memories hit me from high school lock-ins. Oh yeah, like Golly. it was so easy to do an up all night lock-in, and then oh yeah, if I tried doing that now, oh my gosh, it would be the worst. I don't understand how I did this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my junior year of college, right? <laughs> where I was regul regularly, as in like every day, staying up until three in the morning, eating cheeses and drinking coffee, and doing my doing my engineering projects. You drank coffee at three in the morning? Well, not at three in the morning, but until oh. like, I mean, you know, one in the morning that kept me up until three or whatever. I had a lot of Mountain Dew kickstarts. I would so get, bad. I would go to mass at 9.30, hang out yeah, in the lobby until that. 11, and then go to the go to the freaking computer lab and then start working at 11.30 at night and I would pop open a kickstart and just go to town. It's like, wait a minute, that's wrong. And not good. Not good. And then so we we were t- the context we were talking about is like smelling like the sheep, right? Like we're focused missionaries, great. We need to be with people. And I think there's a temptation to think that whether you're in college or in high school or whatever, it's like I have to if I want to help these people, right? If I want to preach the gospel, if I want to speak into their lives, if I really want to get to know them, then I have to do this because that's what they're doing. It's like as actually 
is not true, you know? Yeah, because they don't have to do it. And I think it's really important to have conviction about that because mm-hmm. what's if you think about just basic things, right? A lot of people, they just don't care about religion, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if I say, oh, I go to church every Sunday, they're like, oh, whatever. I don't really care about your dumb cult that you're in. <laughs> um, uh, and no. or it, like, you know, I read the Bible like, great. You read a you read a fantasy novel for fun to like make you feel better. Cool. Good job. Like most people, they just they just apathetic towards that kind of thing. Yeah. But if you if there, I, I think human formation and like being a good human being as far as like taking care of yourself so that you can be present in every situation and being a good conversationalist and having good ideas and having good thoughts and being well read and being well spoken and all these things. I think those are the things that are going to start winning people over to Christ. Not, not the other stuff, right? Not, Mm -hmm. not the intellectual stuff, not the spiritual stuff, not the whatever that's not going to that's not going to win the day because if you tell somebody that they're here hanging out and you're just like, hey, it's 10 o'clock, I got to go to bed. They're like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> Why are you going to bed at 10 o'clock? And it's like, well, actually, I prefer to be, I, I prefer my mind to be at full capacity. Do you not? <laughs> you know, and that's, honestly, that's a pretty powerful question, that. you know? I honestly tried that. How did it work? Freshman. I... <laughs> Well, on fresh, high school freshmen are a, a different animal. They require different need. They have different needs. College freshmen? Oh, college. I thought you said high yeah, school freshmen. Yeah, college freshmen. Oh, college no, freshmen? No, no, no. Just as weird. Uh, yeah, honestly, it, it's something happens when you go from a high school senior to a college freshman. You like re, you like re, reverse. Apparently, I just did it too. You uh, revolve. Whatever. Um, you regress. There it is. Devolve. Um, you devolve. Yeah. I just <laughs> you digress. I digress. Um, we, I tried going to bed at 10 and like the problem was when I told people that I was going to bed at 10 quiet hours at 11. And so my friends next door would purposefully be loud, uh, right up until 11. Um, I hated that. Absolutely hated it. That's kind of annoying um, though. And that's oh, not huge, th- but yeah, that's not really your annoying. fault though. No, it's not. And like, that's, that's one of the problems about living in dorms is that there's just not like the funny thing was, was that quiet hours would be at 11 o'clock. And like that's the that's like the that's the time of day where you absolutely have to go to bed. Otherwise, it's bad. Like on a school night, like you should definitely be in bed by eleven. Like if you're live if you're planning on living a productive life. But I would try to go to bed at like ten, and that means getting ready for bed at nine thirty, right? And like once the sun is down, I would prefer to be like when the sun goes down. <laughs> that I'm triggered. That brings me back to, to that. That's actually the national anthem of Florida. um but yeah i like i don't know that that's something that bugged me in college there's nothing i could do about it because it was like everyone that's that's the problem about living in community is that you kind of have to shoulder the burdens of everyone else's bad habits sometimes yeah and actually you know what actually to 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 supplement your point then that means that that means that we all have a, a greater duty if we live in in community if we live in dorms and stuff to to actually foster these habits ourselves because your your sleeplessness like you're if you're if you're staying up right on the computer in your dorm and you're sharing a room with someone they're up too like you they're you're now forcing them to be awake if you're loud and playing video games next door to somebody they're gonna be awake because you're choosing to be loud you know it's and i i and when when you live by yourself the the the, the effects of your bad sleep habits aren't felt as immediately but your job performance falters your commitment 
your like your mental capacity to like remember you have appointments and like your likelihood of sleeping through something that affects people, you know? And so, um, yeah, I think, I think that sleep is like this overlooked powerhouse of like, if you get that right, you'll get so much right. It's almost foundational. Being able to sleep well is almost foundational to a good prayer life. I honestly think that if you sleep well, you'll find it easier to pray. Yeah. You good? Okay, cool. Yeah, I can hear you. I sorry, okay. I was I was letting you talk. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to be better oh, about I'm sorry, I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm trying to be better about not talking over people. So uh I think there's a reason why I don't think we should entirely adapt monasticism as lay people because I think that's insane and impossible. But I do think <laughs> that we should take cues from what they've done for thousands of years and say, Okay, maybe there's but something to that. Monasticism is so aesthetic. It it is it is an aesthetic uh, of saying like okay they have there's some book I don't remember what it is that's uh, introduction to the devout life probably um, that talks about how there's almost nothing more important to the spiritual life than a regular hour of rising and a regular hour of falling asleep. Yeah, I think that's intro to the devout life. Yeah. And that, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, that's really difficult to hear because your life, I can't control like those. Sometimes there are things that happen even for, let's say like, okay, yeah, obviously you have a kid, right? You got to wake up. You got to take care of the kid in the middle of the night or you're a priest and you got to go to the hospital in the middle of the night or whatever. Like outside of living in a, in a monastery, like there's really hard to keep that consistent. Yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously, those are those can't. There are certain graces for certain things, you know, that that the Lord can make up for lack of sleep. And this is not to say that it's all on us, right? That would be Pelagianism, which is a heresy, and <laughs> uh, the Lord can certainly uh, make up for our failings or when legitimate circumstances call for us to have less sleep. But I think if we're not doing everything we can to dispose our like minds to be able to be in the presence of other people, to be in the presence of God, then we're doing a disservice to everybody around us and to ourselves. And so this, and this is so weird because this is like a, it's kind of a college student centric thing because college students are the ones that are sleeping in late and getting up, they're staying up late. But it's also, I feel like a lot of young adults that are single that have this problem too. Like, and even maybe families yeah. that, that let their kids stay up super late or whatever. So I feel like this is something that's super practical and something that, and I, I think there's a reason for me, right? One of the things that I always go back to, I'm like, what's a virtue you need to grow? And it's like, I have to, have to be so much better about my bedtime ritual and I have to be so much better about getting up on time. Those are the mm-hmm. two things that are so the worst for me, without a doubt. And I think it's no surprise because Satan likes to attack the things that are, you know, probably good. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think there's I, mean, one of the best I think there's something to having a, a, the the snooze button being such a universal thing. Oh yeah. Like I it's... think that I think that there has to be some kind of like there's a we've been talking about it. No, everybody talks about the attack on the family, but nobody talks about the attack on my alarm clock. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Yeah, it's not. It's not something that we. It's not something that we go. It's not something that we see as like 
important. So, I mean, we talk about how God influences our work, right? We talk about how God influences recreation. We don't talk about how God influences our rest. And the day is made up of three eight-hour periods. You go to work for eight hours, you recreate for eight hours, and you sleep for eight hours. That's a trinity, baby. That means that one of those things is important. You spend a third of your life asleep. How you do that is important. People say that like people you hear like hustlers on Instagram talking about how you need to sleep less because you spend three hours. You got you to gotta reduce that. You got to spend more time hustling. You know, you got to spend more time on the grind. Sleep. You can sleep when you're dead. Yeah. Well, if you don't sleep as much, you're going to be dead quicker. So, yeah. And then you um, hear Casey Neistat come out like last year and he's like, yeah, I was addicted to work. And it made my family relationship suffer. Like my relationship with my wife and my children were not good because I was addicted to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, okay, wow, wait a minute, maybe there's something to in being properly ordered. You know? Yeah, it's important. And if you if you take the time right to like before you go to bed to pray, write down a daily plan. And then go to sleep. Like it, I can't tell you the amount of mental energy I don't spend in the morning. Oh my gosh! Like it, it's definitely changed since quarantine, and I like essentially moved, and I moved back. But like getting back into my, getting back into my like daily routine of, of what I did when before this whole thing started, um, has been great. Like I set out my, I set out everything I need for breakfast in the morning. I set out my clothes. I write my daily plan, and I wake up in the morning and I know exactly what's about to happen for the next hour. I don't have to think at all. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and that's that's good. Yeah, and then I can save my mind for prayer, you know? Wow. I don't have to like I don't have to be like distracted. Cuz when you wake up and you're like thinking of all the things you have to do today, which includes, oh gosh, I have to like brush my teeth and put on my clothes and then make breakfast and then oh man, I'm running late already. You know, you don't you can just save you can save that mental space for God. Hey. I like that. Yeah. It's good. I want a dating question. I want a dating question. Give me. Oh, okay, okay, question, I got you. Got you. Got right you. now, go. Okay, there's so many. I I recently like. Are people sending them in? I I love this. Send them into info at thecrunchcast dot com. Please, so I want to the answer your dating question. The best part about info at is it sounds like it goes to both of us, but it just goes to it me. It just goes so to Patrick. I get all because Patrick all does not trust me to have any info about the Crunchcast. <laughs> info at thecrunchcast dot com is also like. Our, uh, our podcast official email. So anyone who ever wants to email the podcast off of like iTunes emails me. Um, that's not, that's not on purpose. It's just the way it works. Perfect. Okay. I think it's only fair to start with the oldest one. So, cause I literally sure. got, I literally got three or four dating questions like in, in a row. So that's good. Okay. Hello. I have a dating question for Ethan. Anonymously. Yes. Oh, yes. this is funny. She actually sent this to Patrick. So to me, Patrick, the credit, send it for you. That's funny. Okay. Um, anonymous. So we'll call her, um, we'll call her, uh, George Jean. So I'm a junior in college. I have never dated a Catholic guy before. I have dealt with the difficulties of dating someone who is not Catholic and not sharing that integral part of who I am. I want to try the Catholic dating scene, but I don't want to be weird when going about expressing my interest in a guy. I have asked two guys so far this past semester to go for dinner just to see what they're about. On separate occasions, not like two guys and me at once. That'd be weird. I'd be lying if I said they went well. But they'll be good <laughs> friends nonetheless. And when I say they didn't go well, they just expressed they only wanted to be friends. They weren't jerks or anything, but not a good feeling. I am interested in getting to know 
this other guy. I don't know how to express my interest in getting to know him. We've only talked in group settings at campus ministry functions, but I think he'd be cool with getting to we'd be he would be cool with us getting to know one another. I don't know the best way to go about it. I don't want to get rejected over and over like the other guys. Help. I'm a go-getter. I don't mind making the first move, but at the same time I'd rather be asked to do something by a guy. I don't see this specific guy asking me to do something one-on-one because we don't have a strong friendship yet. What's your advice? Also, for reference, this guy and I will be in the same city during the summer months and when school starts. Ooh. I don't have his number or his Snapchat. So if I were to extend an invitation to do something, I have to slide into his DMs, which I don't know if that's weird. Also, I don't want to seem like I'm desperate by getting to know these guys. I assume this is normal to get to know a guy one-on-one and it not work out, but I don't want to seem like I'm just going through guys at church until one likes me. I don't want to seem desperate. Thanks in advance. Don't say my name. You got it. <laughs> you got it, Georgina. Um, I have yeah, I, I have one initial idea. What was that? Here's what you should do. Okay. Well, I guess she doesn't have his number, but that's. I mean, I think when you hear it, it'll it'll work out. You should start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> and have one episode. In the episode, talks you just say on the episode. It's kind of like a voicemail but you have to go through the whole effort of making it a podcast and say, hello, uh, Rick. <laughs> we were just talking about Rick and Morty. How about this? Hello, John. I really like John. I really like you. And I want, well, maybe not really like you. How about this? <clears throat> hello, John. This is a podcast that I started just to tell you that I'm interested in getting to know you better. <laughs> I think that you should, after you're done listening to this podcast, you should give me a call at insert your number here or insert your Snapchat name here. <laughs> this would be a great opportunity for me, a really cool and attractive Catholic woman, to meet a guy like you, a really cool and attractive Catholic man. I think yeah. I think that even if this doesn't work out, it'll be a great story to tell your friends in 20 years. So how how about it? Sincerely, Georgina. But you, instead of saying Georgina, you put in your real name. And then what you – so you upload that. You get it on iTunes. Da, 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 you do the whole thing. And then you put it a DM to him, right? Because you do have to slide into the DM somehow. And you That's say, true. And you say, hey, I just started this podcast. What do you think? And then boom. That's sweet. Boom. That's sweet. Start a podcast. What do you think? Nuts. Do you think that would work, Pat? I think that's perfect. I think the only thing you can you can do is try getting his attention by some extreme act. Hold on. Here's what you do. Wait until you're in some wacky situation, preferably in a cafeteria or on the quad. Uh-huh. Okay? The quad, Get into a baby. wacky situation where you fall into something, preferably a liquid, preferably something that is food, and then make sure that he's standing right in front of you and you look up and you go, oh, hi, and it's super comical, and then he picks you up. Like, you have to use hand, takes you up. And at first, you're like, oh, this is awkward. I'm never going to recover. But after about 90 minutes of, of events, not, you know, total, but 90 minutes of significant events, you end up falling in love. Maybe you have a falling out where he, you realize he asked you out just for a bet. Maybe maybe you find you overhear a conversation where he's talking about someone else, but you think he's talking about you and it's not favorably. You have a falling out. There's a reconciliation scene. You're in an airport. He runs through it. Bada bing, married. What do you think? I think that's very good. I can't believe you that's, just described the plot of Saving Private Ryan right on the podcast. I just described the plot of everything. Yeah, it was Saving Private Ryan. You're right. Um, I think I think there's a that's great That's the way. wrong Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad. You got to be out on the quad, okay? And you got to see, you got to be working your, be on the quad working out your quads. Okay, do some squats. <laughs> but have like a snack, have like a protein shake, okay? And when you're doing your quads on the quad and you see John walking by, 
you maybe trip and you fall and you throw the protein shake on him. And then he goes, oh, you got protein shake on my shirt. Oh, my name's John. And then you say, oh, that's my bad. Let me, how about this? And then you pull out an, the extra shirt that you have with you because you're prepared for this. You say, here, <laughs> here, take, take here, take this. I won't look while you change, but, you know, change your shirt. I'll take it. I'll clean it for you. What's your number so that there I can, yeah, so that I can give you a call? Let's go. And then you give the shirt back. And then on the end, on the tag of the shirt, you've written, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. On the shirt in permanent, in permanent Sharpie. marker, you've right, written, I love you. I love you. <laughs> Great. Uh, oh, gosh. Do we have any serious advice? I would just say talk to him and flirt with him. And if that doesn't work. Uh, talk to one of his friends and say, hey, tell him to ask me out because I like him. And if that doesn't work, go up to him and say, hey, when are you going to ask me out? And if he doesn't, then move on. Yeah, what you're dealing here's the problem with being a go-getter is that sometimes you go don't get. Um, and that's just that's just part of the game, baby. Uh, if you do your quads you in rejected. the quad, you should be fine. That's it. That's the thing is that's is, an Ethan uh, Stevie guarantee is do your quads in the quad. You know when you're looking for your shoes, okay, and they're always in the last place you look, uh huh, because obviously, you know, you look where you think they're gonna be, then you look where you didn't think they might have been, and then you retrace your steps, and you're like, wait a second, I don't know exactly where my shoes are, and then you look in the last place you'd expect, or maybe the the place you should have expected all along, maybe he was right there all along, and you find your shoes, and you're not gonna keep looking for your shoes because you found them. It's the same with dating. You're gonna keep looking for your shoes namely a nice gentleman until you find him and then you're not gonna you're good you're done that's how dating works it's always gonna be the last place you look give me one more question please yes i will i was i was hoping i was hoping because this one this one's great okay hello disclaimer i may or may not have mentioned this podcast to the male whose actions will be in question later in this email great um so pretty please don't use my name (laughs) dylan if you're listening to this it's about you tbh if he actually takes my recommendation and listens um we're just gonna be cautious here. I we can say I live in Canada, so he she she might she might want she might want him to take the information. So so Kevin, was that the name you gave him? I Dylan, said I said Dylan. If you're listening, that's a great play because as we know, there's only two people that live in Canada, so it'll either be <laughs> if it's not about and you. one of them's a priest, so um, who shall remain nameless? Because uh, if you mention both of them, they appear. Um, the context: I'm a 23 year old female. I just graduated from college, and I work full-time. I've been friends with this guy for almost five years now, and we are in the same friend group from college. So if you have a friend that's 30, 23 years old and a female, and you've just known her for five years, this might be about you. The nitty-gritty. I just got out of a long-term relationship. I have a blog. Hi, Patrick. Hello. I def- And definitely not a large following. Also, hello. But I do write entries every so often. I wrote a post after an almost two-year hiatus. He read the post and decided to write me a letter to catch up on life. He had um, he had a lot of time to do something like this when not at work. Uh, he didn't know I was single at this point. I genuinely enjoyed being his pen pal. We've been writing letters back and forth at our leisure for about a year now, and I just want some emotional chastity buzzword advice. Not sure how he feels, but I'm definitely approaching this as a platonic thing. Okay, we, I, I, I shouldn't have made those jokes then. I'm sorry. She wants a platonic relationship. So what's your take? Is it weird that we write letters outside of a romantic relationship? Should I ask him where we stand? Or would that be untimely since it's already been going on for a year? 
My roommates, who haven't met him, certainly think this is a romantic endeavor, but I want a male perspective since my initial instinct is to disagree. Thanks so much in advance. The podcast always manages to spice up my Monday mornings at work, and I'm super grateful for the content you guys provide. Uh, uh, sincerely, person. Okay. I, Patrick, can you clear something up for me? Yeah. Does she think that this guy likes her? I think, so not sure how he feels, okay. but I'm definitely approaching it as a platonic thing. Great. So this guy definitely likes you. Is, oh, definitely. Is the thing. I have never... I didn't send a letter to a woman <laughs> until the my current relationship. <laughs> Which is to say that in the past I I wasn't in any real like legitimate discerning marriage relationships all throughout college and I never sent a letter to anyone. And then I started dating someone, we started discerning marriage and I sent her a lot of letters. And so uh I don't know. I mean, especially in Canada, it's kind of like you got to hike for twenty kilometers yeah, to right. get to like, the post office, and you got to go they through. Don't even have you got to you have to affix tennis rackets to your feet so as to not sink into the snow. <laughs> um, and yeah, when you got your when you got your Wilsons strapped to your 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 tennies your tennies, it's it's kind of tough. It means that's what they call that's what they call it. It means something. Okay. Yeah. This guy. I want you to listen to me right now, girl who wrote this in. This guy likes you, and you're playing at least a little bit. At least, at least a, a little, little bit. bit. Like it might. Like don't get us wrong. He's not like he's probably not. He's not yeah, like. I mean, he might not be like you're not. It's he's not trying to make this like sleepless in Seattle. Right. Oh no 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 no. no. You've got mail. That's not what he's trying to make this. He's more just, Tom Hanks references, huh? Well, I mean, those were the movies you should have referenced instead of Saving Private Ryan. Well, I just I, forgot the name of every movie that was romantic, and so I said did. the most opposite one that I could think of. <laughs> Pretty in Pink. Um, no, that's not. That's not. Uh, um, another Tom. There's another John Hughes movie that. Anyway, yeah, we're not saying he's head over heels for you, but he's definitely like he's definitely like he read your blog and he was like, ah, a woman, a woman of culture. <laughs> And he was like, I, I could show her I'll write words. And when, when you write someone a letter, especially nowadays, it's like, hey, these are words that I wrote. I want you to keep these words. You know, it's very, it's very like, I want you to keep this. These are words that I don't want to be stored on a server in California. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it definitely means something. He probably likes you at least a little bit. I would say that you're not doing him any favors. And I would say that uh, you need to write him a letter and say, hey, do you like me? Check yes or no. And then ask him to send it back. <laughs> oh, please don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. That's bad. Because um, that implies you like him. But uh, I'm assuming you guys talk to each other outside of letters. If not, so. that's kind of cool, actually. I I think that's interesting. <laughs> my first thought was John Paul II wrote letters to Mother Teresa or like he had a friend, maybe not Mother Teresa, but he had a friend that was a female that they wrote letters back and forth. Yeah, I think but, that writing letters but, to a woman is not a, the worst thing in the no, world, it's, but it's like... it's certainly not, but at the same time, um, John Paul II probably had the deepest understanding of human sexuality out of anybody in the past, I don't know, 500 years. So, um, unless you're like that, maybe maybe have a little conversation. Um, yeah, or... I don't know. Yeah, keep writing the letters, but I would definitely say talk to him about it figure it out yeah because this guy is probably on cloud nine thinking that he's got he's got himself a honey when in reality a canadian honey we call them sap up there (laughs) (laughs) 
I like that. Thank that you. Was good. That was a good little Canadian humor. Um, <laughs> but that's that's all I got. Yeah, I think. Um, I'm Patrick. I just wanted you to know right now. I'm dead. My whole body is collapsed. On, I'm, no, I'm, you're tired. You're sleepy. I'm in a heap on the floor. You just can't see it. I'm laying down. You need to go to Betty Bye. My body has submerged into the hardwood floor of my room. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that's left above above ground is my lips speaking into this microphone. <laughs> I need you to either call poison control or end this podcast. One of the two. Okay. Well, I don't have a cell phone, so we're gonna have to end this podcast. Sounds good. You can you can find us um, on this podcast. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> you can find us uh, patnevy.com. You can follow Ethan on Instagram or just listen to his words here. Um, Twitter, because you didn't verify us. Thanks, Ben, for pointing this out. Patreon.com slash The Crunch. Uh, ben, one of our patrons, pointing out that we just kind of quit Verify 2020 and then both deleted our Twitter. So um, <laughs> we took, our, we took our, our basketball and we went home. We just quit. Um, yes, we said that we were going to delete our Twitters if they didn't verify us in six months, and they didn't do it in three, so we just stopped. Um, you can you can you can uh, talk to us easily by becoming one of our patrons. Uh, Three dollars a month gets you all ex- all inclusive access to our Facebook page, Patreon Facebook page, Patreon.com/slash/TheCrunch. Join fifty other uh, top tier crunchers talking pretty much every every other day about the pod, about the cast. Um, yeah, and uh, that's all that I have because we don't need to plug any of our socials. Perfect. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Um, if you're listening to this and it's past 10 o'clock, go to bed. Go to bed. Go to sleep. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.